Hello and welcome to Weeb Spawn. We talk about anything and everything related to anime and gaming. We're by no means experts, just huge fans. I'm your host Bobby, and with me is Joshua. Hello, Bobby. Glad to be doing another episode. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about Astroneer. And I guess, as always, spoilers ahead if you're one of the types that like to learn everything as you go. <laughs> Yeah, so um, not much of an intro for this one. Astro Near is a space exploration-themed game. It's survival-based, and I guess it's also crafting. Um, yeah, yeah, it's definitely crafting. <laughs> and it was uh, developed by a company called System Era, and it was re uh, released for PC and Xbox One in 2016 and the PS4 in 2019. Its original release date was July, or, uh, oh, crap. Well, I don't actually know its original release date, but, um, its latest, uh, patch notes, because oh, it's still being updated and produced today, and its our latest patch was released uh, July 11th of uh, 2022, and this was a pretty big update that released rails to the game, so, like, transportation rails and stuff like that so it's very neat haven't been able to actually test this update yet but i am looking forward to trying it out because it looks pretty cool december 16th 2016 ah yes that was the day wow that's actually it's been out for a while yeah six years that's pretty good and has a 9 out of 10 on Steam. So Yeah, it's a really fun game. Right. Once you get the hang of it, because it is a game that has quite the learning curve, once you get the hang of it, it is a very fun game. Yes, the whole how you craft and how you move things in this game, it, it takes yeah. a little bit to get used to because it's definitely different from... Just about every other game. <laughs> <laughs> yup. But it's an, it's another survival crafting game. And if you know us, we love our survival crafting games. Ranging from primitive to like the forest to outer space as Astroneer. And everything in between. But this is more passive? Because yeah, yeah, definitely there's not really enemies. I think the main thing is lack of resource, oxygen, and power. Yeah. I don't really think there's like alien life forms to... Yeah, the only thing working against you is the plant life in some of the planets, but that's about it. Yeah, because what this is primarily based on is just resource collecting, building your base... And figuring out you need more oxygen. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you first start out, you'll notice a like blue little link tube type thing that's connected to you. And as you walk around your little dropship that you fall on, you always have oxygen. But once you step so far away, you'll know that little thing disappears and then you kind of have like a battery on your backpack that will slowly deplete. And if you let that go all the way for too long, you will end up suffocating to death. So 
And I have died many times. (laughs) Yes. The most important and annoying aspect of the game is creating tethers so you can keep getting oxygen to you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest learning curve was figuring out how far you can go before dying because I often would be in a mine away from my tethers doing my thing and then be like, oh shit, I need oxygen and run back and die inches away from a tether. And that was always the most frustrating thing in this game. And you would just respawn back at your ship. But yes, it was, could be really annoying, especially when you see something and you're like, oh, I'll just go grab that. And you have to try to quickly grab it, come back or Mm -hmm. build 20 tethers to get to your (laughs) spots but once you had them up it was fine because like if you wanted to go explore they were very easy to come back to if you were exploring because you're just like okay just follow the tethers home and it was very hard to get lost if Mm -hmm. you weren't taking like a i don't know what do they call like trailer or yeah yeah um rovers rovers yeah so unless you were taking a rover that had oxygen with you you could there there was the buggy the tractor the trailer the medium rover and the large rover yeah so as long as you had one of those with you and then some way to get oxygen you were fine but other than that you were kind of stuck with the tape tether travel but like i said at least you wouldn't get lost (laughs) yeah yeah this is one game where it's more of it's less of a objective based game more of just kind of like a sit and feel good and just kind of de-stress by destroying and creating landscapes it's very neat because they're it's not very difficult to get the resources you need to worry about oxygen and stuff like that. So the tethers are very easy to make and just things are not too difficult if you are sticking to the easier planets. And I think that's one thing I like about this game is the fact that you can just do as you please and not worry. And like you said, uh, it's as long as you have tethers and stuff, it's very easy to know your way around and get back to places. So, yeah, it's just one of those relaxing games in my eyes. It was definitely more of a build-esque, just build as game, like uh, Satisfactory that we've uh, talked about before, how the whole premise is you just build a factory and (laughs) get better at it as you go and make it more efficient and you can, it creativity, your imagination is your limit. That's very much what like Astro Near is, especially now that they added rails and trains. It very feels like it's gonna be almost like satisfactory. Yeah, going towards I guess. Yeah, but I would agree. Outer space and cartoony. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. the The rails and everything really add that feeling of satisfactory. Are they, and I'm curious on whether there was any influence in that creation because although you don't really have the automation aspect of this game as you do in Satisfactory, it's kind of leaning towards that. 
that's actually what the trains are supposedly for is to help automate a lot of the resource collecting and i haven't read too much about it um i haven't gotten too much into it with this newest patch but that seems to be the case because there is a you could make it somewhat automated with the arm thing the crane arm yeah i I tried that well i actually didn't try it i tried to plan out a way to automate using that but it's still not to the level of automation that you would want it to be it's not by any means but i think they are trying to leave enough to imagination for Mm -hmm. you to figure out but they also want you to be like physically doing some stuff i don't think they want it to be fully automated just yet because they still want you to go like explore and because there's no really like drills like there are in like satisfactory so you very much still have to go out explore collect the resources on your own and then bring them back i think with the trains it'll be easier because now like if you do go in a mine you could have like a train rail set up down there to where you can unload everything on your train send it back home and maybe somehow it like unloads and comes back Mm -hmm. and so you don't have to make all those trips anymore i feel like that's probably what the rails were for but yeah there's not it's not as automated as satisfactory which is the whole purpose of it is to do that because it has conveyor belts has all this stuff where astroneer doesn't have that yeah at least not yet yeah there is a drill i can't remember the name I'm trying to look through the the list of objects there is a drill oh it's the auto extractor but the auto extractor is very limited in what you can do because of power resource like availability and the storage capacity that you can put on top of it. I never found it as useful as just getting the materials yourself, uh, if that makes sense. Just because it kind of needs to be monitored. So at that point, it's like, well, I could just dig out the resources myself and be good. The upside is that you get more resources by using the extractor than if you were to just mine the resources yourself. So there are pros and cons to it. But still definitely not to the extent of satisfactory. <laughs> yeah. So it this is a very much your build your own base. There is like a plot line in it as if you had to get these, what are they called? Gateways? Yeah. Yeah. You got to power up these gateways that are like hidden in the core of these planets and in order to do that, you need to get like certain materials, but then you can only find certain materials on certain planets. So, like the planet Sylvia? Sa- yeah, Sy- Silva. Silva. Silva is your starting one, and one of your primary things is Cephaliite and Macalite. Cephaliite is. Um, that is. 
Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> what is that used for? I think malachite's aluminum. Zinc. Oh, it's zinc? Yes, zinc. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so spelliite is zinc, and malachite is copper, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, copper. So those are the primary resources you can find. Spilliite is the primary. Macalite is the secondary, which just means those are what you are going to find most. There, I think there are chances you can find like rare other ones, but there mm -hmm. are a few that you can't find anywhere. Like Titanite, I don't think you can find that one. You have to go to a different planet like Vesenia or Glacial. 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 Glacial, okay. So it's kind of cool that like each planet has its own resources that are easy to get. So like once you get to a certain uh, tier, crafting tier, you'll have to move because you won't have the resources. So it does force you to explore. So that's one thing I do like. And each time, each planet is different in the ways you have to go about it, especially yeah. when it deals with power. Yeah, that's one thing I actually really like about this game. Like you said, it kind of makes you, it kind of forces you to use the other planets because certain things are only available on certain planets, especially when it comes to gases, uh, which we haven't even talked about yet. But yeah, I I just like the fact that there are different level of plant, like different planets, there's different approaches, and the amount of resources that you need to invest when going to a different planet is a learning curve. Because certain times you'll go to a planet and you'll think, oh, I can only take this, this, and this, and I'll be fine. And you're like, oh, shit, now we need to... I didn't realize I need to get resources from this planet before I can come to this planet and do certain things. And it adds this little bit of complexity that kind of makes it fun and almost makes the game a little brain teaser. Yeah, like you said, you have to go through different planets to get different um resources, resources. especially yeah. like said like the titanium which is more for like late game stuff for a medium storage silo which um it comes in really handy <laughs> <laughs> large resource canister to make rail stations you need titanium a chemistry lab you need titanium alloy so once you get towards late game, you definitely need that. Um, especially, you would also need hem hematite, which is just what is refined to iron, which is used for a lot of different things. For such things like atmospheric condenser, the large shredder to get more scrap for your trade platform, which also needs iron and tungsten. So you can trade things, um, extra large platforms, and the chemistry lab as well. What? Oh, no, that's how you get steel is using iron mm. to make yeah. other things. So, yeah, it's very much you need certain things to get other things, like any other crafting resource game where like you first start out with stone and wood and... 
eventually you find like iron ore or whatever and that allows you to get stuff that now you can make steel which makes other things easier to get or like improves your quality of life or whatever it is you're basically tier growing crafting cliche not cliche but standard that you get but like you said the different planet atmospheres is what makes it really fun because like when you need power your two ways of getting power or the primary two ways of getting power is through wind and solar and depending on what planet you go on certain ones you have to adjust for for instance Kalidor the sun power is very high so it's more of a desolate planet very deserty like so you always have a lot of sun so you're going to want solar panels or you're going to want to make sure before you come here you have the supplies to get solar panels because like I said some planets won't have the resources that you need and then Mm -hmm. but like on this place there's very low wind so you're not going to want to use windmills or you don't want to bring resources from other planets that are used to make windmills when they're not going to do anything for you yeah yeah my favorite go-to power source is the solar panels just because uh they're just I mean, they're a little more difficult to make, but I feel like they're just much more efficient than the windmills because I, I kind of use a combination of both. But in my experience, for the planets that I've been to, sunlight has been more of a realistic resource than the wind has been. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's just very frustrating sometimes when you use the wind energy in the game because it'll go really fast for a good portion of the game, then all of a sudden it just dies, and then you're sitting there waiting for it to come back. Whereas, at least for the sunlight, you have a specified time frame where you know that you're going to have the power. And then when it starts to become dark, you're like, okay, now I can worry about maybe go mining or do something else while I wait for daytime to come. Whereas wind, it's like... You're doing something, you're like, okay, once these are done, then I can do this. And then all of a sudden the wind dies, and you're just like, well, that fucking sucks. So from my experience, I really like using solar more, and then I use wind to supplement it. But uh, that's not always a feasible option. Yeah, especially and, if you go to, like, Glacio, <laughs> where uh, yeah. very little sun, but very high winds. Yeah, there was one planet I went to. I'm pretty sure it was Vicenna. Went there set up a base and then I learned not too far from the base there was this giant solar array because sometimes you find destroyed uh, buildings and stuff on the planet and you can find little objects nearby but there's this giant solar array that was kind of decrepit and broken but I dug out around it and I noticed that there was a place to plug in a power cord to so I'm like alright this is let me just try this out So I plugged in a power cord and I brought the power back to my base and believe it or not, the solar array actually was functional. I don't know how much power it produced, but it was a decent amount because it was massive. And yeah, I used that as a a large portion of the energy supply for my base and it was one of the coolest things because I've only ever found it on Vicenna. It's always nice when you find new things, Mm -hmm. but there is 
a lot of things you need to learn or because there's some stuff I haven't even really got a chance to do because I haven't made it to Endgame just yet. Because, um, like, I haven't made any of the extra large, the tier four objects. I don't think I've made too many of those. Because I'm taking a look at some of the things. I think I may have made a rover. or sh Oh, no, I have made a shovel. That is a tier four thing. So I have made a shovel. Or a shuttle, not shovel. A shuttle. <laughs> and I forget, is there, is there batteries? Yes, there are small batteries, medium batteries, and uh, large batteries, I believe. And then there are other things like RTGs, which are like infinite power sources. Yes, and those can come in clutch. <laughs> those, yes, they can. Holy shit, yeah, they can. <laughs> those you have to find, right? You can't... Um, you can, can you build them? them. You can. They're a little more... Um, I want to say they're mid mid game level because they require zinc and lithium, and I I think lithium you find on a different planet. So they're they're kind of mid game because you can't get it straight off of Silva. Yeah, lithium you can find on Vicenna and Novus. Yeah, so they're obtainable. It's just you need to go at least have a space shuttle to do that. But you can find them as well, though. So that is nice to find. Yeah, so I was just double-checking some things. So the, like, the six, I guess I would say metal resources are the ones that are specific to planets that only have, like, that each planet only has two of. But, like, the organic clay quartz um, stuff like that is what every planet has, but depending on the planet, I think depends on how sparse it is. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so like Sylvia or whatever it is <laughs> has, like I mentioned, the Sphalerite and Macalite. Desilo has Sphalerite and Wolferman uh, might. Keldor has Wolferman might, Macalite. Vicenia has lithium, titanite, Novus has lithium and hementite, and Glacio has hementite and titanite. So yeah, so when you go there, you just got to be prepared to take some resources with you because you're not going to find those resources there. So if you need to build a printer or something like that, that may require tier one stuff you're not going to find it at the places where you find these titanium ingot or titanite, the raw, before you smelt mm -hmm. it to titanium. You won't find that stuff at uh, the later on planet. So it does give you kind of like the resource man uh, management that you have to be aware of. Yeah, and... The resource management is frustrating at first because, sure, you might think, well, I can just take some resources from one planet to another. But the downside is when you have a space shuttle, you have a limited amount of storage on that space shuttle. So you really have to prioritize what you're bringing over. You can bring whatever you want on your backpack that is able to fit on it. 
but then you can only add medium storage objects onto the space shuttle. So I think my go-to is to add medium storage canisters so I can add, because the medium storage canisters, you can put 32 pieces of one singular ingredient into it. So if I have it, I can put 32 pieces of iron in it, or I could put 32 pieces of lithium, etc. But it's only one specific one. So I add two of those to my spaceship so I can take a large quantity of two specific items. And that kind of, I kind of choose that depending on what planet I go to because certain ones will be a lot more valuable. So say I'm going to a planet with very high wind energy, I'm going to take the materials that are more suited for making uh, wind turbines rather than solar panels. And eventually your storage capacities will get bigger and then you'll find easier ways to take items to different planets quicker. But in the beginning, it's all about storage management and kind of planning out ahead before you go, which sometimes you plan it out ahead, then you miss one specific item because you're like, shit, I forgot to bring the objects to make a medium-sized printer. Now I'm fucked. So it's, it's really interesting in that aspect and it's fun. One other way that can be helped once you've unlocked it is also the trade platform. And mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the trade platform. Yes. With that, you're able to trade whatever resources is there for other resources that you don't have access to. But it obviously takes time. But it can also save you a lot from having to go like from one planet to another just to grab up a stack of like something and then bring it all the way back. So. Yeah, I think I underutilize that, honestly. The trade platform is very useful for getting specific objects, and I am not using it to its fullest extent. Well, the only problem is it is considered a large item. Mm-hmm. So you can't. I don't think you can repackage them. No, I don't these believe so. These items cannot so. be easily carried, and the player moves much slower when holding them. Packaging these items makes them tier two, allows an easier transport. Items in this tier include research chamber, medium robot, and any other items crafted at the medium printer. Oh, no, we can make. It. I think we actually can because it's made in a medium printer. Oh yeah, and those ones can be stored on the spaceship. Okay, so you because it's made in the medium printer, you can actually package them, but it's considered a large item, so you need a large platform. That's the only ah, downside. Right. So you'd have to bring a medium printer, but you could also bring this, but then when you set it out, you're going to need to make use your medium printer. I guess to make a large printer, which then can make large platforms, <laughs> so you could use the research chamber, but at least it would save you because the trade platform uses exochips, which are semi rare, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you have to find uh, exocaches in order to get exochips. Yeah. So, and those you need um, dynamite or explosive materials to get those open and you can't craft them so it makes it a little difficult to obtain 
Yeah. So, so you have to manage that resource wisely. So at least if you can use it, you can always pack up your trade platform and bring it to you if you only have one. Although I think it would be wise to eventually at least have a tra- trade platform probably on at least one on every planet. So that way mm-hmm. you could just trade or like put in zinc and get whatever you need tungsten i don't know if you can actually do that but you Um, get the yeah because the trade platforms are actually if i'm not mistaken i believe you put in scrap metal and then you depending how much scrap metal you put in you can get a certain amount of another material and the scrap metal can be used by creating a scrapper and then finding the resources around the planet yeah the debris putting them in the scrapper and it'll pump out x amount of scrap material what and then you could trade with that okay so what is the one machine where we like absorb dirt or whatever yes so oh yeah that is a really cool that is my one of the first things i build when i go to any planet that is the soil extractor which is basically a giant centrifuge you put in soil you select the material you want it to draw out and it will spend soil and make X amount of um, sulfur or resin and stuff like that. So that is a really, really useful material or uh, object to have. It's a tier three. Yeah. Soil centrifuge. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, if you have this and a trade platform, you pretty much can probably get just about any resources you need on that planet besides yeah. like gases that you may need yep but oh gases it's still a very good yeah so you can get compound resin organic clay quartz graphite and ammonium which is like the very basics of what you need for like the basics so if you mm-hmm. do go to like <laughs> glacio a high tier one and you didn't or you brought some things but you still need a few others that like low level stuff you can use this to get it and not to mention the soil that you collect it's just like a little mod you add to your drill sucking mechanism thing <laughs> um that just pass excuse me passively fills up as you just are getting random resources. So it's not like you really have to go out of your way to do this. Cause by the time you go and like mine for a little bit, by the time you get back, I guarantee you've probably filled one or two canisters full of soil oh, just yeah. from regularly mining. Yeah. It doesn't take a whole lot to fill up those canisters. Um, yeah, and you mentioned gases, and that is one thing that's been the most difficult for me to get the hang of, but uh, as I've progressed, I've slowly gotten the hang of them, because you need a a gas extractor, I can't, uh, atmospheric condenser is the correct term, and depending on the planet you're on, you'll have a choice of a few different gases to choose, and this one, it it's about as easy to transport to a new planet as any other material is, but it's just the fact that it's a waiting game. It's not like the uh, sulfurite or the uh, macalite 
malachite I don't know how it's pronounced. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like those materials where you can go out and you can just mine it and mine as much as you can find. This one, you physically have to wait for the condenser to gather the resource and then it'll pump out X amount for you. Luckily, for each canister, you get like eight uses out of it. So that's not too bad. But it's basically a waiting game. And then once you get some, you need to go to the next planet to get some more because a lot of times you need multiple... Uh, different types of gases in order to create certain bigger objects so it definitely takes a toll on your sanity trying to collect all of this stuff so it's definitely a a late game object that you have to get yeah and and like just a few things because a lot of the, the gases are for you need to use it in a chemistry lab and not only that but you'll need certain other resources to get and for instance to get a nanocarbon alloy you need titanium alloy and steel and helium which is a gas but in order to get titanium alloy you need titanium and graphene 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 yeah and nitrogen and then to get steel you need iron carbon and argon so you would need argon nitrogen and helium just to make one of these nanocarbine alloys and those are used to make a potable oxygenator so you could have oxygen pumping at you without having a tether but you can also use them to make the large resource canisters and let me tell you, you're going to want those. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. If you like to keep your base even remotely clean, you're going to want these canisters. Because you'd be surprised at like how quick you fill up with resources. And mm-hmm. you'll end up just having them just spread around your base in these little like packaging notes nodes that they uh come in i don't know what the actual there's a term for them when they're in their little node thing but yeah definitely going to be something you want and yes yeah that's just a lot of stuff you're going to need and even steel itself is a lot of use for a large storage silo which helps believe the raw materials is what you put in there right um various items keep them secure and keep bases organized seems like it yeah yeah i believe so i can't fully remember on that aspect but uh yeah it's basically (laughs) Basically, if you're if you're learning anything about this game, it's a heavy resource managing game, heavy resource collection, and basically the main goal is to craft everything you can and build the best base you can, and go through and complete some missions, which we haven't really talked about, but the missions are basically just go out and uh, build this or do that and collect this, and you get points for it, you get blueprints, and you can build more stuff, and... The end goal is more just build a big base and kind of 
activate the planet's core. But there's not much reward. There's not a whole lot of reward for activating the planet's core, as far as I'm aware at this moment. Besides achievements. Yeah, achievements is the, the main thing. But yeah, it's a good game, though, in terms of just doing it. Just going out and having fun. I'm sure they will do something. Because it is still technically in early access. Like, mm-hmm. every indie game that's like out yeah. there. Uh, so, <laughs> even though it's was made in 2016, so it's going to be come this December, eight years old? No, six years old. Yeah, six years old. Yep, six years. But (laughs) it's still a pretty fun game if you like the, if you kind of like just the base building type thing. Because, like I said, there's, yeah, you want to activate the, the middle portion. And how you get there is completely up to you. There's probably like 20 thousand different ways you can go about it but it's a fun like especially like learning all this stuff and like learning like oh i need this well how do i get this and then you learn oh i need to build this and the whole resource management but then like once it's chaotic at first but then once you finally get your base going and like all that optimization and the storage and you finally get to look good. You kind of get that feeling where it's like, ah, this is nice. Mm-hmm. This is nice. Yeah, it's very nice when you can sit back and just be like, wow, I have a good base. Yeah, so it's definitely not a action game. So if that's not your cup of tea, this is very much a survival crafting, base building type game where there's really no set limit or really no end game as of right now, besides just trying to go and visit all the planets, activate all the shrines and stuff. That's pretty much the storyline. But at the same time, you don't really have to like force yourself to do that. You can just make bases on the planet, make like separate outposts. So like you don't have to stay right where your dropship landed you could go out and explore the planet and make multiple like little bases once you can make like the oxygenator and set up a whole new base like halfway across the planet so maybe this area was rich in one resource but the other area is rich in another resource so you can end up making the whole planet your base if you really want to yep yeah, honestly, I, I've i set up two bases on a planet before, but this is a personal preference for me. I've set up two, and I kind of regretted it because I don't like traveling across planets in this game. So I like sitting there and making one base as big and like as efficient and as full as I can. So I'll have every single object and machine, and I'll just try to make it pretty. My biggest envy or my, my biggest enemy is trying to level the ground so my <laughs> uh so my machines are all even and level and that's the hardest part honestly uh the freaking terraforming when you actually are trying to do it can yeah. be a real hassle in this game yep 
Uh, yes, it can. Taking the soil. It is not that, fun. That's when you need the soil canisters so you can, like, reverse it and make, like, these platforms or try to make these ramps and everything. And then it's just, like, uh, it could be so tedious, especially, like, if you mess up once and then you try to, like, suck it back and then it just messes up <laughs> everything. Oh. Yeah, it's like, okay. Or you accidentally, when you're trying to level, you grab the wrong bit to level, and all of a sudden it's all crooked, and it's like, God damn it, I just ruined this. That's the true horror of this game. Ter- Honestly. Terraforming to fit your base. <laughs> it's awful. It's not a good time, sometimes. But it's also like very fun to, if you have a few friends to play with, too, because you can be on multiple planets at the same time Mm -hmm. so yeah as long as you just make sure you have uh what are they like shuttle platforms yep yeah so you can land in the proper locations yeah because once you land somewhere your friend can't take that landing spot anymore unless you have a whatever landing platform it is and then then they can land on you uh, because when you go to new planets, you'll see as the planet is spinning, there's like multiple spots you can land. And so you try to find the best spot and you go there. But if you have multiple people with multiple shuttles, they won't be able to land at your spot if you take it because the game is going to want to, when you land, it automatically like does this little i don't what what even is that like a little concrete uh, thing yeah that, yeah it's <laughs> that yeah just, like, it makes spreads. like this weird concrete platform and the only way you can reuse it is if you pull you can't actually undo that which i was very upset with or no i don't think yeah you can. It, it, yeah it's very frustrating few quirks of the game that i don't like but Overall, it's it's a pretty good game overall, though. A few minor things that piss me off. Yeah, so that's why you want to build a landing platform so you don't have all the spots with this like concrete-type thing. Unless you really want to, you can't. But <laughs> it's also just easier because then when if your friend's on a different planet just to gather resources to help you, Boom, it's easier to land at your base than land somewhere else and having to trek yep. like up a mountain to the side and whatever to finally get to your base. Yeah. But I have a lot of fun with it because I like the base building and learning what the different materials do and it's a struggle at first. It's definitely one of those games where you will definitely struggle at the beginning. It will be slow. But then once you get towards the end game and get used to everything, it it will like easily speed up. It's definitely one mm-hmm. of those type of games. Oh, yeah. You start to really get going. And eventually, the slowdown is just getting to the places you need to go. Especially, I think, fuel-wise or remaking certain things. Because, like, or you get prepared to go to a new planet, but then you're like, all right, what do I need to get here? What what do I think are the best things to bring with me? 
and you have to like cut down on the eight things you can bring with you or whatever to like yep. quickly jump start your base so that way it's a lot helpful when you have friends who can also you can share on the backpack so you can easily bring all whatever medium objects you can and then some other resources so then immediately yeah, a backpacks worth yeah immediately once you set down get your base location you can open all your stuff and then immediately craft whatever you need so then it's like you're already 10 steps ahead on this planet than you were when you originally started and it just makes things so much easier overall i think this game is we kind of covered most of the everyday features i don't know if there's anything else you want to cover about this game can't really think about well oh there is one thing i I do want to mention and that is there's a mission because as far as we're aware there's basically no other life forms besides plant life on this planet or on any of these planets except there is one mission that allows you to create these slugs and I, i can't remember what they're called they're called like sylvans i think uh, let me do a quick Google search to make sure I'm p- p- giving you the right name. Uh, Sylvans. While he's looking uh, at that, I... one thing that you can also get, don't forget if uh, if you want to have some fun, you can make dynamite. And you need explosive powder for that. But eventually you can make dynamite, which we kind of mentioned earlier for the exocaches that you need to blow up with dynamite and you get the exochips and other items you can get. But you can also use them to just blow up holes in the planet if you just want to. Like, hey, you get angry at something, just fuck, chuck a dynamite and blow up a hole in your planet because why not? <laughs> <laughs> You definitely could do that. Um, yeah, so the uh, the creatures, they're called uh, glastropods. And they're, yeah, they look like these little slugs. I don't know how it's described. One's name is Sylvie. That's why I thought it was called Sylvan. And you just go and you collect certain materials and you bring them back to this um, research center type thing. And it makes this little pet for you. And they're all unique to the planet you find them on. And, yeah, they're adorable little slugs. And I don't know why I felt the need to add that. I just think they're really adorable. And they're the only life form, animal life, that is on these planets. Oh, yeah. You can make them, like, in pets because they get into, like, this, like, snow globe type thing. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. One more thing about uh, dynamite that I didn't know is if there's any hydrogen, methane, sulfur, or hydrogen hydrazine in the blast radius they can chain explosions to one another and the explosions get larger and larger as more explosives are added so if you want even bigger boom boom put a throw a dynamite into some hydrogen methane sulfur hydrazine and you get a larger explosion and it will have a blue hue to it Mm. Um, that reminds me, 
because one time I was playing with Taylor and we got onto Aatrox, which is the harshest planet, and we were pretty far away from where we wanted to make a base. So I was, we had our space shuttle and it was decked out with all the resources that we wanted for this planet. And we were dragging our space shuttle to the area we wanted. So we were lifting it up and setting it down. And we just kept doing that. And eventually, a plant started shooting these little projectiles at us to kill us. Well, one of the projectiles hit our space shuttle, which used the hydrazine uh, material <laughs> on it. And when it hit it, it made a giant explosion, killed both of us, destroyed our spaceship, and destroyed all the resources on our spaceship. So when we got back, there was nothing left to be found besides scrap. Oh my god, that's awful. Yeah, it was very upsetting. <laughs> that's the equivalent of a creeper blowing you up in Minecraft and knocking you in yes. lava. Yes, <laughs> precisely. Uh, <sighs> I haven't had that happen to me, but... Uh, oh, it will. No. <laughs> we were very careful to never let that happen again. Yeah, so definitely a game worth checking out. Because, like I said, each planet is going to bring different play styles you need, different harshness conditions, because there's labeled like easy, medium, hard, all that fun stuff. But, yeah, it's just fun because you get, it's pretty, it's the same thing, but also new at the same time when you go to a different planet, so... Yeah, it's a fresh take. If you like resource gathering and making bases, this is definitely one for you. Uh, if it's not your cup of tea, it's you. There's really no actiony type thing, so I wouldn't go for it if you're more into some kind of like shoot 'em up or action fight type games. Because this is very much just gather resource. To build new things so you can gather new resources to craft newer things. Just a cycle like that. Yeah, and I'm usually not a, a big resource gathering grindy type person. Except Minecraft, which seems to be a, a strange anomaly in my library. But yeah, uh, but I really enjoy this game. I feel like it has a different take on most of those grindy resource gathering games. And it's just peaceful, like I've mentioned before. So it's definitely one I will probably come back to every so often until I fully beat the game completely. And they are updating it. Like we said, it just had a major rail update. So they didn't abandon it. It still gets plenty of updates. So definitely a fun one if you have a few friends or even go solo if you want just probably take a little longer because of how much resources you really do need to get in this game yeah and it's nice in uh like a co-op setting it's nice because if you are having trouble figuring things out because like we said main game starting out is a little difficult it has a learning curve and two people going at it at the same time really helps keep you in the game because i know taylor and i almost gave up on it because we couldn't figure things out but eventually one of us figured it out and from there it was kind of a snowball effect to where we learned the controls and we just kept rolling with it because now we understood what we were supposed to do for this game yeah it definitely has a learning curve it was also another game i also almost gave up on as well 
because learning it, the controls were like so awful. But once you, once you get used to it, it you steamroll through it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And with that, I will leave you guys with the question of the day. And that is, what do you guys, if you've played or if you guys will play, what is your, I don't want to say go-to planet, but where do you like to have like your main base at? Like what planet do you enjoy mm-hmm. having? That's a good question. I think mine is mainly Silva because it is the main planet. I think it's the prettiest, but I do have a pretty good base on uh, Kalidor, which is not, it's one of my least favorite planets, but it was just really easy because it's very flat. Yeah, I haven't explored too much. I don't think I've gotten, or I may have just gotten to Vesania or Glacial, mm-hmm. one of the two. I think I just got to one of those two planets. But yeah, Sylvia is definitely the prettiest. Um, Desolo doesn't really have too much, but Kalidor is easy to get power to as well. So when I explore a little more, I'll get back to you, but I don't know, Kalidor is nice for flat and power. It's easy, so for learning to build bases, I kind of like Kalidor. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's kind of the boat I'm in. But yeah, so that'll be it for this episode. Uh, don't forget to show us some love and support on patreon.com slash weepswan. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at weepswan. And you can message us anytime you want with any questions, concerns, or recommendations at weepswan.gmail.com. Thank you guys all for listening, and that'll be it from us today. I've been your host, Bobby. And I'm Joshua. And we will see you guys next time when we weep spawn.